I want to talk to you tonight for a little while on uh, the power of gratitude. Everybody say the power of gratitude. One more time, say the power of gratitude. Now, if you have a, I think I have enough time tonight to, to go over these, but uh, I've got three important parts of this lesson that I, I want you to understand. Uh, especially going into this uh, November season. And um, I want to tell you, it gets on my nerves every single November when they start putting up the Christmas trees too soon. I like walking to Costco and it's October the 15th and they got up Christmas trees. I'm just like... just gets in my spirit. I want to just push all the Christmas trees over. I want to just knock everything down. Not because I love Christmas, but it's like anymore people skip Thanksgiving. And I think a case could be made if we really wanted to be persnickety that Jesus was not born in December. I know that's probably going to mess y'all up. I know y'all, some of y'all are going to stumble over that. He probably wasn't. Uh, I think I could argue theologically, I could make a case for the time and the seasons that the shepherds, uh, the shepherds came to the nativity scene. I could make a case to say that he was not born in December. Now, that makes great. It's, it's great to celebrate it. I don't think the Lord really cares when we do it. I think it's important that we do it. But I, I can make a strong case for Thanksgiving. I can, I can build a theological argument that says if we are anything as people of God, it ought to be people that constantly and continually offer up gratitude and thanksgiving to the Lord. Amen? If anybody has got a reason to be grateful, it ought to be the people I'm looking at tonight. If anybody's got a reason to clap their hands and to lift their voice, and to say hallelujah, anyhow, it ought to be the people that are gathered on a Wednesday night that shouldn't be sitting where you're sitting and shouldn't be driving what you're driving and shouldn't be living in what you're living in. But look what the Lord has done. Are you grateful for the goodness of God in your life? Come on, put your hands together if you're grateful. It's just, it's just better being around people that are grateful people. It's better being around people that can say, thank you. I'm grateful. I appreciate you. You're, you're important. It's nice and you know, surprisingly enough, people have lost their manners. 
People don't say, please. I want to say, please, thank you. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Go a long ways. I know we're in California. I know we're in California and they say, yeah, huh, what? You know what that tells me? You're unlearned. That you don't have manners. Please, thank you. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Go a long ways. You don't even have to have a formal education. Well, I need to preach on manners tonight. Well, I got three or four people clapping their hands, and the rest of y'all are just looking at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. If somebody does something nice for you, say thank you. Be gracious. When the Lord does something good for you and you get that parking spot in the front of Target, say thank you, Lord. I should have been parking way in the back, but you gave me a parking spot way up front. When God blesses you with a 50 cent hour raise, say thank you, Lord. Have a spirit and a posture of gratitude toward the Lord. Whatever God does, whatever blessings come, throw your hands up and say, Lord, I am grateful for your goodness. I am grateful for your mercy. I am grateful for your long suffering. Somebody say gratitude. I love being, we were around, uh, you, you heard him preach, but Drew Galloway, he got a brand new Honda Accord and he was telling me, he said, I said, Drew, I said, that car, I said, it's, it, looks, it looks so clean and the tires are armored all just right and it's smelling just right. Got one of them little old trees like Don Wilson carries in his trucks, one of them little old Christmas trees that he used to always have the yellow Christmas trees. You still got the yellow ones? Yeah, I used to work for him 30 years ago, had those little yellow Christmas trees. I said, Drew, you really, you, you take care of that car, that Honda Accord, you really take care of that car. I said, he said, oh, I, I wash it every couple of days and I make sure it's just right. I said, why? He said, because I want the Lord to know I'm grateful. He said, I want the Lord to know I'm grateful. I, want, I, I don't know how you feel tonight, but I want the Lord to know I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the clothes that are on my back. I'm grateful for the car I drove to church. I'm grateful for the roof I've got over my head. I'm grateful for the little bit of money I got in my pocket right now. I'm grateful that I got nice chairs to sit on and I got a beautiful church to come to. I want the Lord, come on somebody. I want the Lord to know that I'm grateful. And I've come to, I've come to experience that sometimes the people that have the least are the most grateful. And those that have the most seem to be the least grateful. The Bible says in the last days, 2 Timothy 3 and 2, 
that men would be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. 2 Timothy 3 and 2. Everybody say, unthankful, ungrateful, unholy. Said the last days, people just wouldn't be grateful. I can tell you that's not going to happen around here. I believe people around here are grateful. I believe people around here express it to the Lord. To be grateful literally means the quality of being thankful and the readiness, somebody shout readiness, to show appreciation. Somebody say ready to show appreciation. I tell the Lord all the time, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for water. I'm grateful for food. I'm grateful for the baptistry. I'm grateful for the body of Christ. I'm grateful for the music. I'm grateful for the singers. I'm grateful that my dog's still alive. I'm grateful for everything. And when you sit at the dinner table, don't rush past the moment to tell the Lord I'm grateful that I'm getting ready to put this food in my mouth. Sometimes people just sit down and start eating. Give us this day our daily bread. God, I'm grateful that I I might just have beans and rice, but bless it, God, I'm grateful that I got just beans and rice and some tortillas. Come on, somebody. Is there any grateful people in the house of the Lord tonight? I love this scripture and I was saving it for last Wednesday, but we had such a powerful move of God last Wednesday, I didn't get to it. Philippians chapter two, verses 14 through 15. It says this. I don't know if they've got that. Oh man, this is gonna convict some of y'all. I might have to have the musicians come early, Timothy. Timotheo. Everybody say, do all things. Without complaining and disputing. Y'all can go home. That's a strong word. That's a word. All things without complaining or disputing. You know what that, when people complain a whole lot and are always fussing and fighting, you know what it tells me? They're not grateful people. Because you can't have a mouth filled with complaining and disputing and be grateful at the same time. You better give me an amen so I'll move on. You can't be, "Uh, I don't like that. I don't like them. I just need to tell you right now just what I would do. You know what? You're ungrateful. Don't you let a spirit of ungratefulness settle in your heart and soul. He's... Paul said, do all things without complaining or disputing. Now look where he wrote that. Philippi. I was there a month ago. I looked in the jail cell. You've been there, Brother Aguilera, Sister Aguilera. I I looked in the jail cell where he wrote, where he wrote these words. And if anybody had a right to complain, it was the apostle Paul. 
If there was anybody that had a right to dispute, it was the Apostle Paul. Here's what I'm saying to you. This month, we ought to go on a fast from complaining and disputing. Don't, don't, especially, that, well, not, he said do it, do all things without complaining or disputing, but especially in November. You ought to not be complaining and you ought to not be looking to pick a fight with anybody. You know what? Instead of filling your mouth with complaints or disputes or quarreling or fussing or fighting, fill your mouth with gratitude. Come on, help me. Say, I, I'm, it may not be going like I want it to go, but God is still good. It may not be working out like I want it to work out, but I'm grateful that it's not worse than it could be. I'm grateful that I still got mercy and faith. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Powerful. In other words, if you're complaining and you're disputing, I don't know why I'm saying this, but if you're complaining and disputing all the time, you're not a light in the world. You're just like the sinners. You're just like the unbelievers. You're just like people that are away from God. If you're complaining and disputing, he said, no, 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 you're different. You're different. You set the tone. It, it doesn't matter whether it's at school. It doesn't matter if it's at college. It doesn't matter if it's at work. You set the tone. Don't be a complainer. Don't be quarrelsome. Don't be constantly have, going around with a chip on your shoulder. There's going to be somebody that will knock it off of you. Okay? Don't go around with a chip on your, so, your shoulder or an attitude, constantly have an attitude. And, uh, no, just be grateful. So I don't have anything to be grateful over. Be grateful you didn't get what we deserved. Because we deserve death, we deserve judgment, but thanks be to God, Jesus went to the cross, paid for our salvation. None of us deserve to be here tonight, nobody. But thanks be to God that his blood has washed us and made us whole. That's the power of gratitude. It's the power of it. Somebody say, do all things without complaining, without disputing. I'm going to say this again. You cannot be complaining, have a mouthful of complaint and a mouth filled with gratitude at the same time. Number one, the power of gratitude, if you're right and taking notes. Number one, what is the power of gratitude? Number one, it kills the disease of me. Gratitude kills the disease of me. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, 
when you, when you are gracious or you, you, you have gratitude, you can't constantly be talking about yourself. Because you realize it didn't come from you. It wasn't produced by you. How many of y'all know we live in a very narcissistic culture? It's on airplane mode. But when you kill the disease of me, gratitude silences that disease and helps us understand that it's not about us. It's about him. As human beings, we're prone to wallow in self-pity. We're prone to make everything about ourselves. We're prone to be the center of our own universe. We're prone to talk about ourselves. And it's very hard to be a narcissist and filled with gratitude at the same time. I've met some people that were just thankful for themselves. <laughs> what are you thankful? I'm just thankful for me. <laughs> I've heard people say, well, I'm God's gift to women. No, you're not. <laughs> Have you looked in the mirror, friend? <laughs> I, I'm, God, I'm God's gift to, to men. No, sister. Bless you, but you're not. Well, I'm God's gift to sports, or I, I, I'm this, I'm that. No, you're not. No, you're not. The Bible says, and I, when I was studying for this, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, by the grace of God, this is so good. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly. He said, I worked harder than everybody else, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me. I'm going to tell you, that's a powerful truth. He's saying, if there's anything good that comes out of my life, if there's any redeeming thing that comes out of me, if there's any blessing and any power and anything that is noble or righteous or pure, it's not me, but it's the grace of God that is being worked out inside of me. And that's the power of gratitude. Come on, clap your hands. That's the power of gratitude. Gratitude kills the disease of me. Hebrews said it like this, therefore let us be grateful, receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken and let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Number two, the power of gratitude forces you and I to see the big picture. Why is this important? Well, a lot of times when we're, we're prone to be negative, we're prone to be a little bit myopic, we're prone to be a little bit nearsighted, we're prone to see, you can have a beautiful wall like that and you say, yeah, but you missed a spot. Oh, that makes me so aggravated. 
You know what I'm saying? You can have this big old beautiful, see, but wow, that's so awesome. You know what? Norbert missed a spot up there by that sprinkler. I'm like, but you, I'm just saying that, folks. I'm saying sometimes we get so small-minded and small-thinking that we zoom in on the things that really in the scope of God and the economy and the, and the church of the living God, we shouldn't be focused on that. But when you stand back and you look, you go, look at the glory and the grandeur and the power and the majesty and the might. You gotta, sometimes you'll be like, well, you know what? My fries that I got at McDonald's, man, them fries was cold. You should have asked for hot fries and pulled over to number one. My fries are cold. My battery on my iPhone is not working right anymore, man. My, my shoes are no good. My, my, my house, this old raggedy house, this house is no good. But, you gotta, but when you step back in and get gratitude, go, well, it might not be the, where I want to live, but I got a roof over my head. That's gratitude. <clears throat> That's gratitude. Well, you say, well, I don't like this car that I'm driving right now, but you used to ride a bicycle. So gratitude backs up and goes, you know, I'm driving a hoopty right now, but I used to be walking. I may not be, I may not be eating at the five-star restaurant, but I opened up my cupboard and I got plenty of groceries in my cupboard. There's a lot to be grateful for. I might not be wearing the shoes I want to wear, but I can remember when I had holes in the bottom of my soles of my feet, and now I don't have that. That's the power of gratitude. Come on, somebody. I might not be as healthy and strong as I used to be, but I got enough strength that I made it into the house of the Lord and I'm able to raise my hands and lift my voice. That's the power of gratitude. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now. If you're grateful... You got to listen to me. We all can get this way. We gotta, you got to step back. You got to come all the way back and just look at the goodness of God in your life. And maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe you're having a bad week. Maybe you had a bad month. Maybe you had a bad year. But maybe you've had 29 years that the goodness and the blessing of God has overtaken your life. You got to stand back. You got to stand back. And say, yeah, but when I see the big picture, somebody shout big picture. I realize how good God has been to me. I've seen some people say, well, I I just don't, I don't like the taste of that water. Really? I'm, you know, I'm a Fiji kind of water guy. Or I'm a, what's some other waters? Aquafina. Come on, talk to me. What kind of water? Crystal geyser. Costco. That's my kind of water, my Costco guy. That 25-cent water tastes as good as me as that $3 water. Who, what other kind of waters? Arrowhead. Brother Tim said Arrowhead is bad. 
You know what I did with Atlas? Just, uh, he was here for missions conference just uh, well, a couple weeks ago. I took him in the backyard and uh, I got down, I got down there but we got a good old water hose. And I said, Atlas, I said, Atlas, you're going to drink out of water hose. Like a man does. I stuck that water right there. You know why? Because I'm just grateful that we got clean water. You, you see what I'm saying? Gratitude just says, I'm grateful that I got clean water. I'm grateful that I'm not going down to a swamp somewhere having to boil water, but you just open up the spigot and there's clean water. That's the power of gratitude. I'm grateful. That's good stuff, y'all. Number three. Gratitude arrest the attention of God. Grateful people get God's attention. The Bible says in Luke 17 and 16, and fell down on his face, this is the leper, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now, this is important. I want you to get this. Luke 17 and 17, and Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Now, you Bible scholars should understand this. Jesus asked more questions than he answered. 307 if you're counting. And when Jesus asks a question, you should pay attention. Because he's not asking a question because he doesn't know. He's asking a question to teach a timeless truth. And the question that was puzzling Jesus was, why are they not grateful? Where are the ones that should have expressed gratitude? And Jesus didn't understand To whom much is given, much is required. But to whom much is required, much is given. The Bible says that Jesus spoke to that one leper that came back again. And he said this to him in Luke 17 and 19. And he said unto him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made thee whole. Now I would submit this to you tonight. There's a difference between being healed and being whole. I really believe this. There's a difference. Because the rest were healed, but Jesus only said that the one was whole. I would submit to you that gratitude is the difference between being healed and being whole. If we as a church, especially during November, would utilize the power of gratitude. I believe that the attention of God is on churches 
and people and individuals that will just offer up to God praise, thanksgiving, and gratitude, not for the things that he's going to do, for the things that he's already done. If God never, and y'all have heard preaching like this, but if God never does another thing for us, if we look back over our life, we could say, God, you have done enough in my lifetime that if you never bless me again, you never heal me again, you never work miracles in my life again, you have already blessed me far beyond anything that I could ever hope or dream. That is the power of gratitude. Come on, raise your hands to the Lord right now all over this house. And I'm almost finished. It was, and I'll make this final point about that. What puzzled Jesus in that moment was those that had the mess, had, had the most, where they had a mess and they had the most, thanked him the least. If you read that, the Bible specifically points out he was a Samaritan. Now, don't miss that. The leper was a Samaritan. He was not part he was, not, he was not Jews, not Israelite. He, he wasn't part of the, the children's bread. He was a Samaritan. He didn't have birthright. He didn't have privilege. He didn't have benefits. He didn't have all of the stuff that was promised to the Jewish people, the people of God. And yet still, it was a Samaritan that thanked him that turned around and thanked him. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you this truth. I look at people that have been blessed. God has kept his hand on you. When you went to the doctors and you didn't know how the report was gonna come out, the report, we believe the report of the Lord, God has worked in your life, God has healed your body, God has kept you, God has saved you. You've received a whole lot. And because of that, we ought to be people that thank him the most. We ought to be people that express our gratitude and our appreciation to each other and to the God of the Bible. We, we ought not be stingy in our gratitude and our thanksgiving. We ought not be murmuring and complaining and backbiting and attacking each other. No, no, no. We ought to be people that easily raise our hands and offer up praise of thanksgiving and gratitude. If you believe that, I want you to stand right now all across this building. And I want you, I, don't, I, I want you to do something. I don't want you to raise your hand and ask the Lord for anything. I want you to raise your hands and I want you to begin to thank the Lord. I thank you for the liberty of being in your house. I want you to begin to thank the Lord for all the blessings that have come into your life. You have eyes to see. You have ears to hear. You have lips to speak. 
You have clothes, you have provision, you have a car to drive. You live in the United States of America. You have liberty right now to raise your hands and worship the Lord. It's a power of just being grateful. I want you to just tell the Lord right now what you're grateful for. I want you to tell the Lord what you're grateful for. I'm grateful for your word. I'm grateful for the promises of Scripture. I'm grateful for goodness and mercy that has followed me. No, Lord, I don't have it all together in my life. Sometimes is a mess, but you've still been good. I think there ought to be days where we don't ask the Lord for anything. We just raise our hands and there are days that are just designated for thanksgiving. It's a day of gratitude to the Lord. I'm not going to ask you for anything. I'm not going to ask you for a job or a blessing or favor. This is just a day for me to express. It's a day of gratitude. And I'm going to look, God, for all the things in my life to be grateful for. Come on, I want you to slip down to this altar. I want you to just raise your hands. This altar call is a gratitude offering. This is not an asking the Lord for anything. This is, this is thanking the Lord and telling the Lord you're grateful for the things he kept you from. I'm, I'm grateful, God, for a good report from the doctor. I'm grateful for the business that's prospering. I'm grateful that I'm knowing you in a greater way than I've ever known you. I'm grateful that I got a good church to come to. I'm grateful that I got a car to drive and I got a job to go to tomorrow. I'm just, it's gratitude. Just gratitude. I'm grateful for brothers and sisters. I'm grateful for the Bible. I'm grateful that I can bring a Bible to church and not be persecuted. I'm grateful that I'm not in a hospital bed tonight. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Come on, I want you to raise your hands right now. I've given you extra time tonight to offer up a a gratitude offering, a thanksgiving offering. Come on, offer up a thanksgiving offering to the Lord right now, right now. Come on, thank Him in advance. Thank Him in advance. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for opportunities, God. I'm grateful for all the things that you have done in our life. It's a gratitude offering. Come on, I want you to raise those hands right now.